On today's episode of the Digital Forensics Files podcast, I'll be talking to Cole Popkin. Cole is a very passionate digital forensics analyst out of Grand Rapids, Michigan. Cole has a university degree in digital forensics, which I think is pretty rare, so I'm looking forward to hearing about his experiences there. He's also begun his journey into the digital forensics world by working with the Department of Homeland Security and the Michigan State Police. Cole is very passionate about a number of topics, and I'm really looking forward to our conversation today. Thank you for joining us. Litigation lawyers need the best evidence for their case. Nowadays, that often comes in the form of digital evidence from a computer, a cell phone, or other electronic evidence source. If you want to talk to a professional about your case, please call DFI Forensics, where we always offer no-cost consultations and the best advice in the business. Go to dfiforensics.com and find out how to contact us, serving all areas across Canada and the U.S. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Digital Forensics Files podcast. Today is uh, a day that I'm looking forward to this conversation. I have Cole Popkin with me here uh, to talk about his experience and his training and working in the field of digital forensics. Cole, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. So much. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, it's a real pleasure. Yeah. So uh, we're part of um, a small community online where we share some resources and and uh, experiences and questions, uh, the Digital Forensics Group on Facebook. And yeah, I recently reached out to see if anybody had some interesting tales or experiences. And uh, you were one of the people who stepped forward to to be a guest. So I appreciate I appreciate you doing so. Yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah. So Cole, why don't you um, why don't you give us a little introduction to yourself and what you're up to these days and, and a bit of on your background? Yeah. So my name is Cole Popkin. Um, I'm a recent graduate just of Davenport University for the digital forensics program. Um, I've had extensive experience just with digital forensics, primarily on the law enforcement side. So I've done work with uh, Michigan State Police, Homeland Security Investigations, and then working for kind of the more nonprofit side, but partnering with the Department of Corrections. Um, currently, just kind of running a small consultation um, business, just doing various digital forensics works. Uh, additionally, I'm applying just for more permanent roles uh, as an analyst for something within OPM or government work. Oh, good stuff. What's OPM? Uh, Office of Professional Management. So it's kind of the umbrella term that um, oversees like FBI, NSA, okay. um, anything essentially with that. So Awesome. Awesome. Good work. I love your passion. So take us back to the beginning. You you went through a university program um, mm-hmm. to, to get trained in forensics. What was your in- what was your interest? What what caused you to go into that program? Yeah, it's an really interesting question. Um, so I actually grew up wanting to be an engineer. So ever since I was younger, um, I would always just build you know random robotics kits. Or I went to a tech center and uh, did some avionics work there. Um, and then I actually moved to a gap year program, and I wasn't able to bring any of my old like tinkering stuff with me because I had a bunch of roommates. Um, so I basically all had was my laptop and I'd done like a little bit of stuff with coding, but I took like just a pretty simple Udemy course, uh, and Python, and then found another one for ethical hacking. Um, so I got into that a little bit and then, uh, actually wound up switching, you know, my major to digital forensics, um, kind of through the ethical hacking side of things and just, I think just really went from there and developed just a passion for, just technology as a whole, but also 
just making this world a safer place through the use of technology, specifically digital forensics. Oh, excellent. I, I love that. And it, you know, some of my previous episodes, I've mentioned the fact that I really despise the people who have high level training and education and creativity, and they use that for, for the opposite of good, you know, to, to make mm-hmm. technology that, um, you know, results in all kinds of harassment or fake text messages or any number of one of these, any number of these websites that really people can go to anonymously and, and post all these terrible things about people. Uh, so, so good for you for, for your outlook and your attitude there. What was the experience like uh, at, at, was it uh, um, the university you were at was Stanford, no? Uh, Davenport. Davenport. Uh, yeah. So, what was your experience like at Davenport University? Was it more yeah, scientific it was, approach or more practical? Um, bit of both. The program that they had was phenomenal. Um, I'll name drop him because he was such a good professor, but the main professor who oversaw the program um, was uh, Professor Mark McKinnon. So with that, he did an awesome job of pretty much every single class. It was more scenario based where so like one class, like the whole we kind of brought through the whole semester was, hey, this um, it's like a simulation. So, hey, this uh, government agency was hacked. And then each week you go through like a different piece of evidence. And so like one week it'd be like an SD card, the week is a laptop, um, or times is a phone. So that was kind of what most of my classes were like. So it was definitely really interactive. And one thing I appreciate about Davenport specifically was it was not a liberal arts school. So there was very minimal like gen ed classes that I didn't feel that I actually needed. They did a great job of just um, honestly just giving me the tools that I need just to be able to hold a big career with digital forensics. Yeah, it sounds like it. Definitely. Um, and I think that probably shows itself quite well in your your early experiences. You've worked with a couple of mm-hmm. high-level agencies, like we mentioned. What was that like? Um, it was awesome. Yeah, I think um, I could just go on and on about all of the uh, just wonderful, wonderful people that I met there. Um it was honestly, it was a, a bit more like throw you into the deep end than I thought. I went to the standard like background checks. Um, and then my first day at state police, they said, hey, uh, be here at 630. We're going on a raid. Um, oh. And obviously I was going after the team went in, but they taught me how to go through evidence. They taught mm-hmm. me how to log all that. And then the next day I was there, we were going through all the evidence. Um, so that was a great opportunity. I got to work a wide variety of cases, primarily going through various um, cell phones, tablets, computers, um, ranging from cases as small as like racketeering to, you know, various things within like, um, you know, adult content or child pornography. Mm -hmm. So kind of a wide range of that. And then with Homeland Security, they have a bit more of a different focus. So actually my main, um, I got to be a little bit more discreet with the details that I'm going to give on this, but Certainly. generally um, the case in a nutshell was uh, internet scammers scamming hundreds of thousands of, you know, various U S citizens um, and funneling all that money through cryptocurrency. So uh-huh. every single day, just, I mean, part of it was boring. Like you had to go through about, Oh gosh, I think it was like 10,000 photos they found on the device. And I had to, write out every single wallet address to a cryptocurrency that I had to, you know, find. And then it was a matter of tracing each transaction to find mm-hmm. the master wallet. Um, so a lot of really, you know, awesome experiences and a lot of just really great people who taught me a lot of phenomenal skills that I'm so excited to 
use going forward. Good for you. That does sound like really exciting and an interesting experience. Um, mm -hmm. It's interesting though with the what you what you talked about. It's um, it, it can sound boring or it can be boring sometimes. The the field itself is exciting and the end result is exciting, but some of the the work and the diligence you have to put into studying the minute details um, is mm -hmm. not as exciting as what a lot of people think. Uh, but it's no, very it's necessary, not. and and that's that's really our role. So I'm I'm glad you glad you mentioned it and had that experience in in tracing cryptocurrency. That that's really unique. Yeah, mm -hmm. and then as as you've transitioned into your own uh, business and providing your services in in the public context, how has the work shifted? What kind of files are you are you typically seeing? Yeah, um, I mean honestly, I've kind of my main clientele. Um, has consisted of doing kind of some odds and jobs for lawyers, um, just whether it's serving subpoenas and they don't know how to find someone. So just using various OSINT methods to find addresses for people and helping, you know, track them down. Um, additionally, uh, a lot of my cases have um, been through kind of more like cyberbullying. So a big mm -hmm. case that I wrapped up um, most like the month of May, it took me was um, my client's daughter had some information that was leaked online and being harassed through, you know, countless TikToks or Facebook posts or Instagram posts. Um, and unfortunately, law enforcement is just so backed up to where, like, yes, they're going to take this case. and They're going to do everything they can. However, unfortunately, um, there's not much they can do instantly. So sometimes it's helpful to hire kind of more the private investigator side of things to do kind of some more front level work. So I was able to find like an email address and trace that back to what I believe to be the main culprit, which kind of lined up with the client testimonials and stuff like that. So yeah, stuff like that. Um, additionally, it's a lot of data recovery. Um, so, Hey, I got locked out of this device. I need you to break into it for me. Or, um, hey, this computer's broken. Would you mind if I mailed it? Can you fix it? So kind of a wide variety of stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Um, getting the experience and then narrowing down later if you choose to, but it sounds like you're doing doing a great job there. Yeah, the, mm -hmm. the cyberbullying thing is interesting to me because there's a very famous case where, where I'm from locally in Vancouver, Canada here, where uh, a young girl was sort of approached and ended up meeting somebody online, sharing some pictures. And then she, you know, this person leaked them, harassed them. The the kids at school were brutally mean to her. Um, and she ended up taking her own life in this very um, public and, and tragic case. Yeah. And, and one of the interesting things about it is that as it turns out late last year, this gentleman was brought over from Europe um, and tried here in Vancouver and convicted and found guilty mm -hmm. on a number of offenses. And, and digital forensics played a huge role in that, that case, uh, the Amanda Todd case, in case anybody uh, wants to look that up. Um, so, so yeah, those are, those are definitely, um, cases that come up from time to time. It can be frustrating because the police, like you say, they're overwhelmed with other cases and they don't really have the resources in, at least in my experience to, to adequately deal with that, but they do have the powers to, uh, compel records and subpoena records that may be useful from social media providers that might provide information behind the user. Um, up here where I am, it's very difficult to get that information from open source. So it sounds like you're able to to have a little bit more success where you are. So good, good for mm -hmm. you for helping out your client. Appreciate that. Talk to me about some of the tools that you like to use and um, over the years. What are, you know for like mobile forensics or computer or all in one suites? Uh, what what are your, some of your favorite tools that you like to use? Well, one of my favorite things to talk about. Thank you so much for asking. Um, 
I'm sure, as you know, Tyler, the first and foremost tool in any forensics analyst, any cybersecurity analyst, or pretty much anyone in general should be Reddit and YouTube um, and Stack Overflow. Uh, <laughs> just, I mean, uh, just being a lifelong learner, right? Like there's, there's a problem you have, there's a chance someone else has already figured it out. So yeah. generic speaking, YouTube, Reddit um, are all phenomenal. A little bit more technical um, when analyzing kind of the more OSINT areas, uh, social media is a pretty key factor um just in uh you know analyzing that so now sometimes it's hard to find different profiles right so the really great tool called sherlock um it's available just through a simple github repository on any linux distribution essentially what it specializes in doing is it searches more for the email behind the username that was signed up for the um profile account so that one's, you know, hugely beneficial in a lot of ways. Um, it's probably my favorite OSINT tool. Additionally, um, Maltego or Maltigo mm-hmm. um, is kind of a, works kind of like an API hub. So it, you know, filters in a bunch of different tools and kind of combines them under one platform. Um, it is free. There's different, you know, subscription models that you can have with it. That's been a really great tool that's helped, you know, multiple times. Um couple more, this is more of a, um, a concept as opposed to a tool, but I'm going to mention it just because I feel like it plays a really important role in OSINT and even digital forensics investigations, um, Google dorking or Google hacking. Um, so essentially, Google's actually a lot more powerful than we really make it out to be um, to where you can search through data leaks. And if you know kind of the tools um, and how to do it, you can get you know, whatever information you need. Um, so like, that's honestly how I was able to close that case that I mentioned previously mm-hmm. was I found like a data leak that was completely legal and admissible in court. I'm going to add um, just to where I was able to, you know, pinpoint a list of a couple of people um, kind of more on the forensic side. Uh, I mean, you're going to have big players like um, Celebrite and, you know, Magnet Axiom that are just phenomenal tools. Um you know, got a chance to use those both at MSP specifically. Um, Great key is also a phenomenal tool that mm. um, is a really interesting, you know, concept in and of itself. Yeah. Um, it's I too think, bad it's limited uh, only to law enforcement. I, I wish right, I wish there would right, be some right. vetting process where a civilian firm could, could yeah. use it under the right circumstances because obviously it's it's powerful right. tool and uh, it's capable of of being used for, you know, bad purposes let's say but um yeah it's, it's yeah. A shame. yeah and even just the beauty of i think it's so cool when you can mix uh, a hardware project that's that complex and even a software project that's that complex just into one you know powerhouse machine is probably one of the coolest things ever mm-hmm. uh, yeah. kind of more on the free side just some tools that um i can't speak highly enough about um so autopsy is a really great tool that um primarily works with like image files. Mm-hmm. So anytime that, uh, like when I was working um, for like Department of Corrections and they were having issues with various students smuggling in um, contraband on the laptops for an education program. You know, I reached out to Autopsy and they very graciously let me use their um, platform for free for commercial right. use. Right. Uh, so again, kind of just going behind the, people just with pure hearts out there mm. trying to make the world 
better place with technology. The people at autopsy are a perfect example of that. Yes. Additionally, um, let me stop you right there. Actually, I just have a quick question. Yeah, uh, please. Autopsy. Uh, it's my. It was my understanding before you mentioned it that it was just a purely open source tool. Is there a paid version that that offers different? Actually, I don't think there is a paid version. Now that you mention it, and I think that's actually how I found out. Um, but it's always just wanted to make sure I was doing my due diligence and okay. not. So you got their blessing to use it right. for your career. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Well, that that says that speaks uh, high highly of your character to reach out and do that. So so wonderful for you. Yeah. 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 Um, I think if people don't want their product to be used, um, for commercial use, then they have a right to that. So mm-hmm. certainly. Yeah. Well, kudos for you for doing that. Um, Thanks. Appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, autopsy is a really good tool. I know a lot of people that, that listen in are always interested in, in experiences like yours, where you went through a university program and getting into the field and these kind of things. And so autopsy is a great tool that they can use. So everyday people can use just to sort of learn and practice. And, you know, we've got free tools like FTK to take an image file and just tinker around, you know, use it and, and, and see what, mm-hmm. see what you can learn. And like you said, there's, there's amazing YouTube videos. And um, for me, anytime I, you, you couldn't have said it perfect or more perfect yourself, uh, if there's a problem that you're experiencing, the chances are somebody else has done it and it's probably on YouTube. I don't care if it's changing an alternator in my car or fixing a clogged sink. I, YouTube yeah. is huge for me. So it's no different with forensics. There's a number of great channels out there. Uh, 13 Cubed is probably one of my favorites. It's it's absolutely dynamite. and um, Great channel. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, but lots of resources out there. And I'm sure every day more content is coming, coming online. So. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Let's wrap it up just with um, your experience in, in I'm really curious about the, the training and experience of breaking into the field. It seems like your, your university uh, degree has brought you lots of opportunity to break into the field. Do you have any recommendations for somebody who may want to enter the field? And there's a lot of people that do, but maybe don't want to go through the university path. Um, What would your advice to people breaking into the field be? That's a great question. It's a tough um, question. Sorry if it's unfair. <laughs> yeah, no, I, so I'm going to kind of break that up into two different parts here. So almost like the heart that I would encourage anyone who is just trying to break into with it is just going with the motivation to, I want to learn everything that I can go in. Don't think, you know, everything, um, but going with the heart desire to, Hey, you know, more than me. I want to learn from you. Um, I think that's how I got, uh, pretty much all of my internships um, and even just the various people to mentor me, people appreciate just a learner's heart and a learner's spirit. Um, I think on the more practical side, you know, there's always so many good um, certification tools out there. Um, there's a bunch of, uh, there's various ones out there that, you know, can range from anywhere from like $500 to $2,000. Um, so, I mean, do your due diligence, do your research on that with digital forensics. Um, if you're just trying to learn and even see if you like it, there's, and if, uh, I don't know if there's an email um, that you have Tyler that people can reach out to on the podcast, but I'd be happy to send you over just some of my favorite. They're basically internet challenges. So people will post hmm. kind of like mock cases for you. So you'll download an image file from the internet yeah, and you'll upload to whatever tool you want. Um, and there's just, you know, plenty of just competitions out there. Yeah, um, there are a lot of those and they're, they're a lot of fun and they're a great resource. Yeah, I'm so glad mm-hmm. that people do that and, and make them available to people. 
Absolutely. And like Hack the Box has a lot of really great, you know, resources out there as well. Um, but yeah, I think uh, start a couple of, um, I think if you're just trying to get started, a couple of good things to learn, good starting points, maybe. Um, so I think first and foremost, every analyst should know some language of coding. Um, just there's always going to be a scenario we can build your own tool. So Python is a really great versatile language to learn. Additionally, um, I would say learn the basics of file systems, learn the basics mm -hmm. of um, just how to use different tools. Um, so I know we mentioned, you know, autopsy. Um, additionally, Linux is always going to be a useful tool for whatever field of tech that you're in. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of my general advice for if you're just trying to get started. Yeah, great advice. I, I like that. Thank you for answering that so thoroughly. Um, as I leave you, Cole, one last thing. If if people are interested in contacting you further, of course, they can connect with you on LinkedIn, Cole Popkin. Yeah. Um, what about if they, you know, somebody's in your area of Michigan, Grand Rapids, is it, I think, and um, want to contact you, want to consult with you professionally? Um, tell us how we can contact you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I do have a work phone number um, that I'm, you know, willing to give out. Uh, so that's just 616 214 zero five four zero and then additionally um just feel free to reach out to me at popkin uh, or cpopkin at popkinconsultations.com so okay popkinconsultations.com i like it that. um you know super simple but yeah feel free to reach out to me if you have any additional questions um you know would love to answer that or even just help you guys get started with anything Amazing. Thank you very much, uh, Cole, for your time. It's been a real pleasure to meet you and talk to you and uh, hear some of your enthusiastic thoughts on the field. So thank you very much for uh, taking the time to join us today. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. Good luck, everyone.